Welcome to Entrepreneur Mindset Reset, the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to learn from fellow business owners how to decrease the chaos and increase their sense of fulfillment while becoming more profitable. I'm your host, Tracy Trapesky. I'm an executive coach and consultant and mindset mastery expert. I'm also mom to two amazing teenagers and a menagerie of adopted furry family members. In each episode, we explore challenges, opportunities, and actionable tips to help you move your business forward while staying true to your vision. You'll hear from me and my guests how we've tackled some of the pitfalls and unexpected surprises that entrepreneurship delivers. We're the real deal, and we're here to inspire and encourage you. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today for a new episode of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset. I am so glad you're here today and really appreciate you taking time to listen to our conversations. I just love doing this podcast and sharing these amazing human stories and, you know, very selfishly getting to spend that sacred time with our guests. It lights me up from the inside out. So thank you for being here. Before diving in and sharing about today's amazing guest, I'd like to take a few moments to share a couple of reviews with you and a little about some magic I'm making in my corner of the world. The first review comes from Real Naked Agent, and they say, love it, five stars. It's real and raw, a great place to learn. Thank you, Real Naked Agent. I really appreciate it and love hearing that our conversations are resonating with you. Our next review comes from the Mackie M, and they say, truth bombs everywhere, five stars. I've binged on three episodes so far, and I can't wait to hear more. So far, the guests have been diverse in their fields, which I like, and inspiring in how they're approaching their business. Tracy's conversational interviewing style brings out tons of aha moments in each episode. Ah, Mackie M. Thank you for sharing your thoughts and feedback. I have also really enjoyed the wide variety of entrepreneurs who have shared their wisdom and experience with us. Every interview is exciting and interesting, and I always walk away having learned something and feeling so energized. As you may know, podcast reviews are what help entrepreneurs like you find us and experience the wealth of information, support, business expertise, and mindset tips that our guests share. So please make sure that you leave us a review to help your fellow entrepreneurs find us. You never know how many lives you may touch by taking a few moments to share your thoughts and feedback. And one final thing I wanted to share with you today is that I am making some shifts and adjustments to my business, and I am now offering a five-week roundtable on how to master time leadership. This roundtable is geared toward physicians and practitioners in private practice who are struggling with overwhelm from the day-to-day business tasks and want to get back to doing what they do best, which is what? Serving their patients with the highest level of care and attention. A lot of business owners get bogged down in the details. So if you are a practitioner or a physician in private practice, and you're ready to learn how to buy back one day per week and increase your earning and professional potential while still growing your practice and revenues, then you will want to learn more about this roundtable. You can click on the link in the show notes to learn more, or you can schedule a consultation with me to see if this is a good fit for you. To learn about either of these opportunities, go to tracytrapesky.com forward slash medical hyphen practices to schedule your consultation or to register for the roundtable. All links are in the show notes. So I thank you in advance for writing a review and sharing upcoming opportunities to work with us with your esteemed colleagues and network. We really appreciate you. Now on to the really good stuff. Let's talk about today's episode. 
Today, I am speaking with the resilient and resourceful Karen Ray of favelifestyles.com. Karen shares her journey through five major life challenges and changes all at once, by the way, and how she started Fave Lifestyles as a lifestyle brand and community for women to amplify their expertise. She launched in January 2019 with live events and a web show, and within the first month had 30 members. Viewership of the web show has already grown to 750,000 views per month. Karen has shown how resilient and resourceful she is over and over, first by creating this incredible platform for women and by learning how to pivot her business model to adjust for the pandemic health crisis and expand her business offerings based on the needs and requests of the Fave Lifestyles community. Listen to how she talks about capitalizing on the gigantic search engine that is, of all things, Pinterest, and how she's continued to learn and grow as a human and as a successful businesswoman. This is brilliant. That part of the conversation just knocked my socks off. Her tips for success also really touched my soul, especially her first tip, which is you are the wow factor. Just remembering that moment brings, just gives me chills, brings little butterflies to my belly. So I'm going to say it again. You are the wow factor. Remember that. I love Karen's business with a twist approach to her visionary platform. It's refreshing, real, and supports women in shining their lights brightly. I am certain you'll enjoy our conversation as much as I did. So grab a beverage or a snack and settle in to listen to Karen and her amazing journey. Karen, it's so good to see you. Thank you so much for joining today. Well, thank you for the invite, Tracy. I'm just so thrilled to be here today. Ah, oh, it's my pleasure. I'm well, I'm super excited to share your story with our listeners. And you know, I was thinking this morning before logging in to chat with you, just like, wow, you're you've done something out of necessity and you've seen a gap and filled it. And so I'm really excited to share whatever part of your story you want to share, but to kind of, you know, show our listeners that sometimes we do something that we were never thinking of doing and it ends up being the thing that's just like so fulfilling. (laughs) So I'm really excited to share, to share your story. But before we dive in, I would love to know where you are currently located. (laughs) Yes. Well, I am on an adventure right now in Mesa, Arizona. So I um, brought all my stuff down here to see if I want to live here. So I've been here about a month and a half. And it's hot in summer. It's not the best time to move to Arizona, <laughs> especially from the Pacific Northwest. That's a big change. <laughs> it's a big change. So now when I hear myself say, oh, it's only a hundred today. <laughs> <laughs> like what is wrong with me? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that's a huge change. And also yeah. just like kind of culturally, I mean, people just, I think we don't realize until we go to other parts of the U.S. to live, I think it's different visiting, but just how different it is like when I moved from the Seattle area to Albuquerque, New Mexico to go to grad school, I was like, whoa, this <laughs> is like night and day almost. Yes. And you know what? The one thing that is really interesting about Arizona that I have found is that there's so many people from other places. Mm-hmm. Everybody's really friendly. They're just oh. so open to chatting. And so as a single woman, I can feel comfortable going into a restaurant or bar and sitting there and people will just talk with you. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. That's they don't look at you weird like in Seattle, they'd be going, What do you want? Why are you talking to me? (laughs) (laughs) I'll make on contact. (laughs) 
so yeah, so that's been a something that's been really nice moving down here. Oh, that's wonderful. And you know, at time of recording, we're now in a space where sure, yes, there's still a pandemic, but a lot of our restrictions in the US have been lifted. And so you can go out and socialize and not, you know, not have to cover your entire body in a hazmat suit and stand six feet apart and elbow bump, you know, <laughs> like exactly. we can actually sit together, which is really lovely. Even, even the most introverted, I think have been kind of missing some of that human interaction. So it's, it's nice to hear that you're able to do that. At least the timing, maybe not so much for the heat, but yeah. for human interaction seems like it was pretty good. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I've been enjoying that piece of, of being down here. Yeah. So what, so you have friends who have a place in Mesa, which is maybe how, but how did you end up deciding to like jump from the lush green Pacific Northwest to the arid desert of Arizona? Yeah. So several different things. And part of my story is I went through five major life uh, challenges and transitions and I am now single. And so my whole life was pretty much turned upside down. And I was just thinking, how am I going to uh, live the rest of my life? Where Mm -hmm. am I going to live? What am I going to do? And Arizona one has sunshine and the, it's a lot less expensive than the greater Seattle area. Mm -hmm. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go explore. You know, I love the sunshine. I love the warm weather. This hot is, I knew would be a challenge, um, but I thought, you know what, I'll come experience it. And this opportunity came up. So I said, why not? You know, what's nothing to stop me. So I did, I just kind of packed everything up and I said, I'm going on an adventure and see who I can meet. So here I am. So kudos to you. That's a big deal. (laughs) And how, and what a shock to the system to go from probably maybe it was maxing out. Well, no, it was really hot in Seattle recently, I guess. Right. But Mm -hmm. on a normal sort of non record setting year, it's maybe in the mid seventies. Right. On a warm day. That's a right. big change. <laughs> I was living on the water for a year. Yeah. And so not having, you know, <clears throat> all the water that we have up in Seattle too. So yeah, it's been, it's been a big change. Uh, it's a little isolating where I'm at, but you know, um, I have met so many people and there's so many women from Seattle that live, that either have houses, live here, have moved here. And I found out um, with the Faith Lifestyles community, which is the community that I run, I put put a post out and a hundred women commented Mm. that they were down here. And I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) you found your people. (laughs) Oh, you know what? There's, there's women to gather where, whatever state you're in. So amazing. Yeah. Well, that seems a good, a good uh, transition too. to like, so tell us about the Fave Lifestyles Network and, and, and if you want to share also like what led you to do it? I mean, you found yourself kind of unexpectedly single and looking at life going, huh? Yeah. And it sounds, it sounds like your mindset. I'm sure you had moments of what the, you know, bleep am I going to do with myself? But like, it sounds like you really treated this big, huge life changer, five changes as an opportunity rather than something that just swallowed you whole. Maybe it swallowed you whole for a day or two, but yeah, yeah. There a lot of bumps, a lot of bumps along the way, but you know, I was coming to an age where my kids were, I knew I was going to be an empty nester. Mm -hmm. So I kind of thought, what am I going to do next anyway? So I started creating events and I was filming a web TV show. 
or web a web show. I call it a TV show. Could just say because it sounds great. But you know, we brought in the cameras and uh, filmed, and we'd interviewed incredible women. So the first time I filmed was uh, we had a New York Times bestselling author. We interviewed the winery that we were at. We had a lip bar with lipsticks, and we did two cute ways to do a ponytail. And 45 women showed up and I thought, oh my gosh, women are looking for a place to gather. Yeah. And it was around lifestyle and it was fun and ladies. So I continued to do that. And I was married at the time. And then I didn't realize that I was going to be going through a divorce. And so when all that transition happened and, you know, became uh, downside, empty nester, you know, all those things, trying to re-enter the workforce, I thought, because that was just a passion project. Mm-hmm. It wasn't mm-hmm. business. And I thought, well, now that I'm going through all these changes, can I monetize this? What do I have? And so we have this great community of women and we had, you know, several thousand people in our Facebook group. And I thought our ladies are very loyal. Mm -hmm. So we created the Fave Lifestyles. I launched it in uh, January of 19 or of 2019. And we launched the site that is um, with all of our videos, our shows, and we have uh, experts that came along with us and they have their resources on there. So mm-hmm. it's just, uh, it's just beautiful. So we now have grown to over, um, during the height of COVID, we hit uh, 750,000 views a month. Wow. Yeah, wow. that's a lot through Pinterest. Pinterest loves us, but uh, we love it. We love Pinterest too because it drives traffic back to our website. So our community has grown and we've just become this place of resources, a place for women to gather and to um, and to connect. Nice. Yeah. Wow. So, okay, we're, where are people located? Are they ever, obviously you just learned that a lot of people are in Arizona. You started this group in the Seattle area, local wineries and things like that. So it's hard to know exactly what's next, I guess, but are you looking to eventually start doing more in-person gatherings again? And like, do people fly in for like, how does the, where are they coming from? What do they do? Just tell me all about it. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, of course, during COVID, we were all online. Yeah. And um, so that had, that piece has grown, but you know what is so some of the things that I've learned along the way is that of course we have to pivot sometimes and we learn also what people are wanting. Mm. And so some of our experts, and we call it our circle of experts, the ladies who are coming in having a dedicated page where we are actually amplifying their message and, and their resources to our community, because that's really what we're doing. It's content marketing. Some of the ladies, they said three things. They said, Karen, you're holding us accountable because you're, we have to turn in an article every month and we get to go live. So we have a show that we have to show up for. Mm. So we're helping women show up in their business and on social media. And then she said, you know what? You have so many resources. She goes, I've gained so many business skills while I've been at Fave as an expert. And then the the community, you connect us all. And so I just launched the Fave Biz Society, which is an accountability society. So we're bringing our experts together with the ladies who just want to be in that, be held accountable each week. And so we're connecting those ladies because, and it's just been gold because the women who are coming, they were helping them be accountable to the goals that they set. Mm. You know, I'm not a business coach or anything, but I'm very good at being, being, showing up. I, I help people show up in their business, but they're telling us exactly what their struggle is. 
they're telling us what their goal is. And then because we ask them, how can we support you? And a lot of times they're like, well, you know, I need technical help or I need, uh, I need to, I don't know how to do a lead page. And I'm like, I've got this whole host of experts on this side that I can connect you with. It has just been, we've been up for a month and uh, we have 30 ladies who are uh, in our society and it's just been, it's just been fabulous. I'm just so thrilled. I think that's a pretty, pretty great first month too, right? I don't know, you know, what numbers you're pulling from, but that seems like a pretty good start to something that you just kind of went, well, seems like people <laughs> want or need this. <laughs> but I think that's the beauty of having an entrepreneurial spirit and being willing to to be brave and courageous and do the thing, even if you've never done it before. But that's the thing, right? Having your finger on the pulse, taking notes, paying attention, really listening. You know, you're saying you're not a business coach, but it seems to me like you think like a coach, you know, Mm -hmm. being a coach, I can kind of spot this. Like you listen, you're keeping track of what people are really saying, right? Like they might be like, oh, I love the lip bar and I love learning about lipstick. But what I'm really here for is, you know, I'm super tech phobic and I need some help with X, Y, and Z. Boom. Now they're actually being honest. I mean, we all love a good lip, but like, you know, I think it's, it's impressive, I guess, you know, seeing that gap and filling it and just your instincts seem to be really spot on. Well, you know, what I noticed is that a lot of our ladies, not all of them, because we do have that lifestyle piece. That's what we started out at as a, as a lifestyle brand. But I noticed Mm -hmm. so many of the women who are providing the resources, obviously are entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And so we are attracting a lot of entrepreneurs into our community. Mm-hmm. And so during COVID, I, you know, I realized we, st- people need to connect. Mm-hmm. So how can we create a community and, and really service the ladies who are entrepreneurs? What can we, what kind of community can we create for them? Mm-hmm. And again, it's about helping them to show up, helping them to be visible. Because I think during my five major life challenges going through those, those transitions, one of the things that one of my pivot points was that I went into the counselor one day and this gentleman had, I had been going to him for a while and he was sitting there with this big white piece of paper on his lap. And uh, he goes, Karen, he goes, there's your piece of paper. He goes, I want you to write a word on there that describes how you feel in your life and your marriage. And he had written a word and it was turned upside down. And I was actually embarrassed. Because I thought, oh, I wonder what word he wants to hear. (laughs) I'm a people pleaser. What do they want to hear? And I had to actually put down my guard and write the word that I was really feeling and it was invisible. Oh, yeah. And he flipped over his paper. Guess what word he had? Invisible. Invisible. In Mm. big, bold letters. And he goes, Karen, he goes, yes. He goes, you are invisible in your life and in your marriage. He goes, and what are you going to do about it? It didn't have anything to do with anybody else because I was showing up invisible. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anybody who was forcing me to be that way or anything. So that is one of my things that I carry through. That is part of my vision is to have a place for women to show up and be visible and to also be celebrated. Mm. A place for them to shine. That is my vision. That is my goal. So no matter what I do, I, I keep that in front of me because I think we can walk through life and not feel special and not feel celebrated, but it's up to us. Yeah. So I'm going to provide the space and hopefully you can come up and show up and be, be visible on social media in your business and in your life. I love that. I really love that. Cause I do, you know, 
at some point in our lives, we, we're making the choice, but we might not even recognize that we're making the choice to show up invisible or that we're tolerating being right. held that way and not to blame anybody else. But I mean, you know, we choose partners based on whatever conditioning we received and all blah, blah, blah. So to recognize at some point in life, hopefully earlier rather than later, um, yeah. that we, it's good for us and we do deserve to take up space and to have a presence and to shine and to be celebrated. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things that maybe explains some of the surge that you've had of interest in support in the entrepreneurial community is that a lot of women, what's 12 million or something, can't remember all the statistics, but a lot of women left the workforce during COVID because of family obligations with kids schooling from home or whatever. And, you know, why the women left and the men didn't, I don't know, whatever. But a lot of women are starting businesses now too. And I want them to be ridiculously, stupidly successful and wealthy because women pay it forward. Yeah. So I love that you're there to create that resource and that community for them. That's really great. Yes. And just to see one of the things when they come for the accountability society is that they're tracking it. I'm tracking it. They're tracking their goal each week. Mm. So they're actually, it's a measurable goal. Mm -hmm. So one of the ladies, so I started this privately and invited a few ladies to come and be a part of this. And one of them, she, she launched her whole program in a month. She had a workbook, she launched it, and she got two clients at the end of that month. She goes, and I've, I've never done so much in one month. Yeah. I'm like, way to go. I'm yeah. going to celebrate you because this is really, really awesome. Yeah. Um, and so the ladies, when, they, when you actually track it, when you, when you say it to someone, you hear yourself saying it and you write it down, and then you have to go report to somebody the next week. Yeah, you're more likely to get it, whatever it is done. Yeah, we don't want to show up empty-handed. <laughs> I'm going to someone's house for dinner. There's a bottle of wine, some flowers, or a box of chocolates with me. <laughs> we don't want to show up empty-handed, right? I mean, that's a good conditioning piece, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. It's funny. So there's a lot of anxiety, right, around doing something new or whatever. And my son was having a therapy appointment online the other day, and I was still in the room, like getting him warmed up and set up and all that. And he was talking about anxiousness and his therapist said, you know, sometimes we view anxiety as something really negative, but a lot of times it's the thing that like is the impetus, right? So where I'm hearing a lot of people through this COVID and like interminable lockdowns talking about depression and anxiety and some of the anxiety coming back to whatever normal means anymore, whatever our new way of being is. But I, you know, I want to bring that point forward. You know, you're there supporting people through the anxiety of it. They're feeling the anxiousness and doing it anyway. Like a lot of times that anxious feeling can be very positive as long as we're not resisting it or, or that it's, you know, overpowering us and we have, you know, an actual disorder, right? But the feelings, I think a lot of people are very anxious about what's going on with the economy, what's going to be changing, what's not going to be changing, what's going to work, what industries are changing. I think this is where women have, everybody has an opportunity, but women have a, a really great opportunity if we've been the ones leaving the workforce in droves in the last 18 months. Mm -hmm. and whatnot, so. Yeah, I, that's interesting about that anxiety piece. So I, I tend to have to deal with some anxiety. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I run a little high strung. <laughs> I'm wound a little tight sometimes. Yeah, same. <laughs> 
So going through all those, I mean, literally, I I don't have any of my past life. I'm living a whole new life. I don't yeah. have any furniture. You know, everything is is different. Yeah. There's a couple things that I realized doing that and do, dealing with that anxiety is one, I realized I had choices. Mm. The second thing is I reached out for help. And I know so many women do not reach out for help. They think women think they have to do it all. Yeah. And I was even asked by somebody very close to me, it's like, why can't you do it all anymore? I'm like, no, I, I don't need to. And mm. it, it's not productive, but I can ask for help when I need help. Absolutely. Well, that's the thing is, if you were to ask any non-narcissistic successful person, I am certain that pretty much all of them will say, you got to ask for help. And really like before you're desperate for it. Yeah. Ask, you know, I think we all learn to ask for help when we're like lying on the floor in the fetal position and we just need that help. But what about like heading off the anxiety and the, and the, you know, paralyzing analysis and all of that stuff at the past by asking people to support us. And I, I think it feels like you're creating that in your accountability group as well in that community that like we're here. Yeah. Ask the question because you're still going to come back next week and report something to us. You might as well get some help. Yeah. So during yeah. their call, their Monday call, they get to, you know, they have their time, their, their five minutes or whatever, and they get to ask the questions. Right. But I've also opened up virtual co-working for the ladies. They, I, that's what I found. They're coming and just asking questions. And I, you know, like I said, I'm not the expert in, in, you know, these different aspects of building a business, but guess what? We've got a big community and I know most of those ladies who are. Mm -hmm. So no matter what they need, whether it's technical help or, you know, the back end, how to, how to structure a business or, you know, QuickBooks or, or whatever it is. Um, there is one of our experts that either has resources at faithlifestyles.com or um, they can go ask a question too. And that's a difference too. So on a lot of online magazines, you go read the article or whatever, but at Faith Lifestyles, our experts are part of our community. That's awesome. You get you can go ask Jan Taylor a question, and she will, or Amber Peterson or Danielle Lafleur, they are there for you, and mm -hmm. they will ask your answer your question, or they'll point you in the right direction, or let you know if they have a program that will help them. So yeah, there's all these different things. So is this through a membership site on your website, or is this through your Facebook group, or both? So there's two different things. Our our lifestyle brand, the FaveLifestyles.com, are all of our resources, and it's not a membership. It is a membership if you want to be one of the experts, one of the referral partners, and, and trusted resources. And then the Accountability Society, that is brand new, and that is a membership membership right now. So mm -hmm. awesome. So technical question about when kind of going back to when you said, hmm, you know, this is the seems to be going well and I wonder how I can monetize this. How did you monetize it? Like yeah, what, so what was your first step? My first step was well I you know we had built this uh, community around the events and whatnot and resources. So I was bringing in the experts basically to interview them and putting it online. Mm -hmm. So Danielle LaFleur took my vision of because she had known me for several years and been a uh, part of our community. And she took it and created Fave Lifestyles, the art.com. 
and created this beautiful, you can call it a, a platform or an online magazine. And so what we did is we created a space for those trusted experts to come and have a dedicated page mm-hmm. where they could have their resources. They can go live in the community. They can connect with the ladies. Um, and so they, they pay their, that is the membership basically for them to come mm-hmm. and pay monthly for us to take their resources and then splash it through our social media. Mm-hmm. So to like, for example, on Pinterest, what we do is that someone turns in their article for the month and then we create a, you know, five to 10 graphics for them on Pinterest and slash that out to Pinterest and it drives traffic back to their article. That's awesome. So you've really mastered using social media to your advantage and in a very, a very focused, yeah, targeted way. Yeah. Yes. And Pinterest has been really, I mean, Pinterest and Facebook are our friends and where we get most of our traffic because, you know, with the ladies, it, we, we target women 45 plus. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so it, it's been great. It's, <laughs> there's a lot of us out there, you know, we're all <laughs> ourselves and having a good time. And yes. And one of the things that I find so interesting when you hear back from the audience, if you will, the readers, what they have said about the women who are our experts, our circle of experts, as they keep saying the women are so wise. Mm. And I just love that. Yeah. And they are. Deanna Nowadnik um, goes live every Friday morning. Jen Taylor, I mean, all these women, Brenda Reese, they are just women who really think about what they say. And they want to, um, they don't want to just help women. They want to serve mm. and they yeah. just, and educate education and growth is a huge piece of, of what each of these ladies do. I think there's a real key distinction between helping and serving. Um, one of my clients is a psychotherapist and he said something really interesting that really, like really resonated with me. He said, you know, all of us in helping professions go into our field because we've experienced something and that is something that makes us want to, you know, support other people. And he said, the most, you know, narcissistic thing we can do is think that we can help people (laughs) when really what we're doing is showing up to serve because we've had an experience of something and we have training and we have, you know, all of our experience and whatnot. So I think that that's, you know, that the difference between, of course we're helping, right? But it's more than that. It's serving. They're showing up and they're sharing their gifts and being very generous. It sounds like there's a lot of generosity of that. And I'm sure that on, you know, your experts ends and their businesses and whatnot, that it's probably given them a lot of, of growth and supported them in, in expanding whatever it is that they do as well. So it feels like it's a really like a win-win multiple wins scenario. Yeah, I think so. I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah. And I think that's why we have such a loyal following too. The mm-hmm. ladies are very dedicated yeah. um, and because they are receiving, receiving those gifts, if you will, they can tap into it. So yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you find in, so I, I am not on Facebook much. I just, it's not the place for my business. And so I just don't go there often, but I am in a couple of groups. And, and when I pop in, I'm like, gosh, nobody's really active in here. The content's interesting, but what's something's missing. And because I'm not a Facebook expert, I wonder what that is. So if you've got a lot of, of connection and loyalty and activity and all of that, what, what do you think is, is there a secret? (laughs) I wish I knew, you know what it is. So when you're giving information, you have to think of what would, if I were to look at this piece of article or whatever, would I just consume it? 
or would I engage with it? Mm. And so a lot of times, because we post articles and stuff, and we don't get a lot of engagement on those mm-hmm. because they're just consuming it. They're reading it. They're not, there's not really, we're not asking them a question or something for them to engage. And a lot of times too, it's hard for women to step out and mm-hmm. ask that question. Mm-hmm. So we, I find uh, over the, especially the last couple of years, the things that women uh, really engage, and I know Facebook and a lot of social media platforms want people to engage. They're the silly little viral posts. Yep. What kind of ice cream do you like? Right. Right. Because that's not me. They're not having to reveal about themselves. Yeah. You're or, not vulnerable when you're talking ice cream. Exactly. <laughs> or chocolate. Do you like milk chocolate or dark chocolate? You know, or talking about your past. Where was your hang, your favorite hamburger joint when you were in high school? Or did you go cruising? Or, you know, those just yeah. silly things. But there are ways that we can connect because we're trying to find you know, points of interest that people can connect on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I think with my events, so I've actually had several ladies reach out to me lately and say, Karen, nobody did events like you did. Yours were very, very special. People came because they were around lifestyle. It wasn't networking. It wasn't there. It was just to have some connection with other women in the community around lifestyle. Yeah. Like I was going to say, like with similar interests and obviously if you're targeting a particular age group, ages and stages really comes into play there. I would imagine it's become a happy place for a lot of your, a lot of the people who attend. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the ladies felt really special, but I tell you, there was more business done out of those events, I, I'm still just hearing about it. I'm like, you did what well, you're working with. It's <laughs> just like, Oh, I met all my clients at fave at your fave events. And I'm like, you did. That's, <laughs> I have no that's idea. A, what a, an amazing and remarkable outcome, you know, or byproduct of, of something that's not necessarily business oriented. Huh, that's I that's really fascinating. I, I would venture to guess that it has a lot to do with how targeted you are with your audience and who, mm-hmm. you know, who your ideal um, you know, members and clients and and attendees would be, that they're very similar. And so it just makes it easy for them to do that. Like they're not you're not meaning to network, but you're networking. Right. I, I love that. Yeah, I think they had a point of connection. Mm-hmm. So it was around, oh, yes, you do this. Oh, yes, so do I. You know, you ride horses. Oh, yes, so do I. Mm-hmm. So it was around just being building authentic relationships. And it's like, oh, you know, and then they just continue the conversation. Yeah, I love that. What would you say? Oh, did you have any like 3 a.m. sweats where you were thinking, what have I done? And am I ever? <laughs> that seems like maybe it's a yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So events, you have to know if you're planning events, women don't sign up until the last minute. Neither do doctors, this much I know. <laughs> oh my gosh, you I know. Doctors, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that would just, oh my gosh, I would, my stomach, because you've got this money tied up in this event and it's yeah. like you could get so many people. Yeah. And half the time we'd sell out, you know? And so I'm like, why did I worry? Oh my gosh. But I would. And I so that you care. <laughs> yes, you do. And you want it yeah. to be, you want it to have more, you want it to be full so that yeah. people can have a, a really special experience. But, you know, just being a new entrepreneur. So I've only been running a business for two years. Mm-hmm. I, I was a stay at home mom for 27 years. I knew nothing about business. I am still learning. So, yeah, I, so when things are not going 
the way I would like it. It's like, okay, am I making enough money? So, I mean, I have to, you know, I'm in this new space of life. It's like, okay, I got to make this work. Yeah. Or I have to pivot. And so um, that's one of the things that I guess one of the lessons that I'm learning as I go as a new entrepreneur is um, take things as they are. Mm. Take a look at it as Okay, a number's a number. The number doesn't mean that's a reflection on my on my who I am or my worth or how I've done. We have we have accomplished a lot, and I have to know that it it's okay to pivot sometimes. Mm-hmm. You have to make those hard business decisions. It's it's really hard because I put an emotion to everything. I mean, I am literally walking through this yeah. uh, because you do, and and it's a it's a good lesson. But it's it's not who I am. It, it's just what is. Yeah. And, I have to say, I'm still learning that. <laughs> yeah, I, you might always be because you're an entrepreneur and you'll probably be pivoting and shifting and course correcting and, you know, adjusting along the way a lot. You said something that really struck me and I want to I want to highlight this for all of our listeners. I think this is especially true for women, though I've met plenty of men who sometimes think this way as well, that the numbers are not a reflection of our worth. Yeah. Likewise. Our pricing isn't a reflection of our worth. When people say charge what you're worth, I'm like, nobody, <laughs> nobody's gonna pay what I'm actually worth. I mean, maybe somebody will, right? Like, I don't think most new clients would come in and be like, yeah, I'll pay you $10 million a day to work with me, right? Like I would like to joke and say that I'm worth that much. But so it's more about value, right? We're creating value and we're providing value. And and I, I really just want, especially for new entrepreneurs who might be attaching, like if you're doing services or providing services or um, content or something like that, that's very heavily dependent upon you. It's not about your worth. It's about value. So I think I love that you said that. It sounded like it just rolled naturally, like you already get it. But I think that that's a huge piece of the puzzle, especially as an entrepreneur in a small business or solo entrepreneur. Right. And that's the thing too, is launching this new product too. What is the value? Because as you're starting something new, you mm-hmm. don't really know. Right. You know, you right. put a price to it. And it's like, well, I know, like you said, well, my, my worth is way up here, but yeah. what is the value? What are people going to pay for that? And that's, right. that's a discovery process along the way, especially for somebody who's never done business. It's like, right. Hey, you know, well, so. I, you know, you can, you don't have a lot of data because it's only a month old, but think about the person who invested however much they invested. And in that period of time, launched a business and got two clients. Like that's probably, I'm going to guess that she's making more than she invested. Yes. So the ROI is probably multiple times the investment. At some point, you'll have enough data <laughs> that you can actually yeah. share this. You know, it's not, you know, I always tell my clients results, not typical, but you know, you put the work in. And you're consistent and disciplined, it starts coming back. And there, I'm sure that there's an ROI, you know, that you'll be able to calculate at some point to be able to provide that for people. But, you know, yeah. or you can use phrasing like some of our clients <laughs> report. Yes, there you go. I had that, you know, I each client has a different story, but one of my private clients a few years ago, his goal wasn't even to increase his revenues immediately. But I had him make a few adjustments and he increased his revenue. In the first three months, he increased his revenues by 40%. And my own jaw was on the floor because we hadn't even started the work yet. I just had him tweak his calendar. That was it. And the intention of tweaking his calendar was to free up time for him to do research and publishing. He's a physician. And he ended up being able to, in private practice, ended up being able to like compress his time in different ways 
and without rushing or being stressed or whatever, brought more patients in. Wow. I know. It's like, I need to find the formula to do that in my own business. But like, it is, you know, it's the thing that sometimes we get results we're not even looking for. Right. But I would imagine that once you've got a few months under your belt, you know, a good, a good enticing thing would be like, you know, look, you know, the vast majority of the people who have joined this group have, you know, accomplished something, increased revenues or learned something or, you know, started a business who starts a business and makes, uh, you know, gets actually gets clients in the first month. Yeah. But she had an established business and this was just a new program, a new launch. Amazing. Program. One month. And that's just going to keep growing month over month. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's, it's fun to be able to celebrate with these ladies. Yeah. To see what they're doing. I mean, there's several of the women just starting their businesses and just to help guide them to the right people that can maybe streamline that whole process. Yes. Yeah. Being all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's just, it's really, I mean, I'm just like, I'm so, it's like, they're my kids and I'm just like celebrating. So proud. (laughs) Proud mom. I love it. I love it. Well, I mean, it's almost like this. Well, so success begets success. And there's something, whether you're masterminding or not, this is kind of akin to a mastermind. If you have, you've got co-working time and all of that for people, just being in the presence of other people who are at different levels of success and di- even different industries can be very supportive that way. Like I, it's almost like by osmosis, some of your members are going to experience more success just by the vibe of being around people doing stuff, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, just knowing that there's other women, whether no matter what level of business they are at, have struggles, Mm -hmm. you know, because we see the picture, oh, they're doing this. It looks great. And they're getting these, you think they're getting all these clients and it's all just going just, you know, just splendid. Yeah. Um, sometimes just being in the midst of that, it's like, no, you know what? I'm just really struggling with uh, whatever, you yeah. know, and sometimes it's not even a business thing. Sometimes it's a, it's a matter of the heart or the mind or getting over those limitations or something. It's like, yeah. you know, no, I'm just really doubting myself. I mean, when I hear really people who I find really successful saying that sometimes they doubt themselves, I'm like, what? <laughs> so we're not on the island all by ourselves wow <laughs> you know and that's kind of been our our tagline is let's do life together I love that wow I love that and that carries over to this to this business piece as well so that's amazing so in two years time you have built a business a platform and a business and a lifestyle magazine uh, community. What else are you doing, ladies? (laughs) Oh, well, before COVID, so I love to film. Mm -hmm. And so I, my, one of my visions was to have not just my own show, the Faith Lifestyle show, but to have other shows. So Mm -hmm. we filmed in one year, you know, and these are just short little pieces and stuff. And we filmed 24 episodes of four different shows. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So those are on, on, uh, Kelly's kitchen conversations and mastering your business with Danielle Fleur. We had a, uh, started a show with a doctor around different things, but of course, once COVID hit, we had to kind of stop that because yeah. I love being in, per- in person and yeah. 
we created, um, sometimes we film live, which I, that's, that is kind of my thing. I like to film live where you have the audience and you've got all that energy of the people. Yeah. So, but we did film, um, created a studio ourselves and, and did some filming, which was really fun. Very cool. Do you, okay. So I'm assuming that was happening when you were in the Seattle area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So are you, are you starting to kind of see mapping your plan forward for like the reopening and starting to gather and maybe filming again? And like, are you, are you unfolding that at all? (laughs) (laughs) A little hesitant because I want to make sure everybody is safe. Mm -hmm. Um, But I am looking to create probably um, smaller events around our business society. So those like really connect Um, again, I do things, I call it business with a twist and we do things just a little bit different at Fave Lifestyles. And so I, there's other people who do lovely networking events. So if you want a networking event, I've got people to connect you with, but I do things around lifestyle. So even when our ladies and our business society will gather, it will be around lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So whether we are creating a charcuterie board or we're talking with the winemakers or whatever it is. So we have a a reason to get together outside of business. Yeah. Um, because you'll do business, we'll do business when business needs done, but we will have a reason to connect and just build, build those authentic relationships. Yeah. That's what was kind of like floating in my head. It's just, it's all about relationship and making those connections. And people are craving that I think more than ever now, just by virtue of having kind of lost it for so long. Um, <laughs> really? I mean, yeah. if we didn't, if we didn't notice before how much we appreciate our community. We definitely notice it now. And, and one of the other things that came through, like for me and some of the people in my circle is which parts of our community are not actually communing, right? Meaning not, maybe not people we want to spend time with regularly, not that we're cutting people out of our lives. So just recognizing like who's, you know, who's taking and who's giving and, you know, not being transactional, but kind of keeping track. Do I feel depleted after I spend time with this person? Do I feel energized and recognizing how to check again, our own energy and establish our community in a more meaningful way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I, I think just gathering these ladies. So the, this society, I call it, um, it's a society for ambitious women. So those are the ladies that are coming out of our out of our general community that are really wanting to move forward and to learn and to grow and be open to that and to be open to being authentic and you know kind of come raw into into the society and it's like this is where I'm at and this is where I want to be so let's track that and let's move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And do you find that? <laughs> how do people find you? I mean, you must have good SEO and you do maybe some ads or sponsored posts or something like that, but do you get more word of mouth? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we really do. I think, uh, friends tell friends. Um, I think a lot of our community was built out of our events Mm. and then ladies told their friends and, you know, just really like that. Pinterest of course is different. Um, but whatever those ladies are writing are resonating with the people out there. So Mm. that is awesome. Um, some of their articles are getting like 12,000 impressions. And the thing about Pinterest is it's not a social media site. It's a uh, search engine. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so those, and I'm not the expert. So Amber is, and all everything that I'm saying is from her. So if you want the, all the details, she's the person to go check with, but it, it builds upon itself. Whereas you have Facebook or Instagram, it goes in the thread and then it goes down yeah. and then it's down below, but um, Pinterest runs a little bit differently. So, mm-hmm. so it's been a, a good place for us. Amazing. And so Amber, you mentioned, is she your Pinterest expert who, yeah. <laughs> Peterson is our Pinterest expert. She's been part of our team from the get-go. She is absolutely fabulous and does a great job. She is a Pinterest expert. Wonderful. So you said another word that's really, I think I want to highlight for our listeners, especially people who are uh, maybe of, under the impression that you have to do everything yourself and be some kind of a superhero. Um, superhero is not really something that we want to aim for. it's not realistic, but having a team, right? And, you know, if you're in a place where you're not generating the revenues yet to be able to hire people, you can barter, you can, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can do things. Sometimes, you know, I don't recommend that you go around asking everybody to do things for you for free, but there are some people who just love you and love what you're doing, who might be willing to share at least some of their expertise with you and get things rolling. So build a team as quickly as possible. And the nanosecond that you're like almost ready to hire someone, that's when you do it. <laughs> Just before yeah. you're ready, before you yeah. need them, before you're desperate, right? So early on, you know, not making any money, you don't have anything coming in. So um, as you start a business, I, I did a lot of bartering because I had already had a community and that yeah. was that was a value to other people. Yeah. Come do this and, you know, help me set up on QuickBooks or whatever, and we'll trade. And since then, you know, now that's a service that I can pay for. Um, But yeah, I had, I didn't know how to do all these things. So the one thing too, that I did was I had a show that people watch. And at that time, you know, we were getting 500 to a thousand views on every video um, that the algorithms are different now, but yeah, they wanted their name out there. So I'd interview them and we'd share it all around and um, yeah. No, it's, you know, find things that you can, that you can barter, that you have, you have something of value that, you know, that maybe you can trade. And learn how to leverage the value you bring so that you can leverage other people's communities as well as they're willing to do that. I think that it's, you know, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Just uh, the other day, um, we were talking of one of the bar experts. I said, I would love to have my launch in your newsletter because you have different people I said I'm happy to put your information in my newsletter because we want people to know about you so there's things like that too that people don't think about that you can um, you do trades and stuff because you each have your own community your own sphere of influence just think if we gathered and that's was part of my vision for faith and when I first started our lifestyle brand is if we bring all these people together and they all start sharing and do that organic growth versus, you know, paying for different, you know, strategies or whatever. Just think what we could do. Yeah. Just bring all your friends, girls. Absolutely. And I, you know, this is in no way to diminish men's efforts or anything, but there's something really magical that happens when women get together and support one another. Absolutely. It's, it's magical. I mean, it's like exponential growth. It's, you know, like you were saying, business that you didn't even know was happening is starting to happen. And I, I believe that it happens when we intentionally gather, you know, when we come together with a very clear intention about what we want to create. Yeah. And of course, then all these wonderful byproducts of businesses being launched and programs and 
probably a lot of collaborations and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it nice? I, I, I think you just said that so beautifully that that magic happens when we come together mm-hmm. and women generally love to help, help other women and help support them and, um, you know, kind of just share the love if you will. So, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, it's, I mean, speaking of magic, it sounds like you've created something just so magical and, you know, you were saying that you had been a stay at home mom for so long and you didn't know anything about business. And I was like, well, I mean, you know, a lot about management and leadership. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I had done some, uh, well, I did some fundraising and I had done events, um, didn't never got paid for it. And in my career before, before I got married and stuff, I, I did run, um, I was in retail and ran a store. Mm -hmm. So I had some experience in management and management of women. So I, at one time in one of the major department stores, I ran five different departments. Mm. So I had a huge, huge amount of people I managed. So I did have some of that in, in my back pocket, you know, I just had to pull it out. Yeah. I just had to kind of bring it forward. But I think that's, you know, we, we sometimes don't realize how much other things we've done in life can contribute. Like if we write down all the things we've accomplished, including, including, you know, raising our kids, sending them out into the world and having survived the difficult years of that. (laughs) Not quite there yet. My oldest is rising senior in high school. So I'm, I'm starting to take stock a little bit, but you know, we, if we write down everything we've ever done, and have accomplished, we'll, I think we'll start to see a lot of crossover, whether it's personal or professional or business or, you know, it's, it's like everything we've done informs anything we can do going forward. Yes. We don't have to monetize a hobby, but we can take what we've learned from the hobby to monetize something else. Yes. So actually one of my counselors had told me to, I call it my book of proof. And I talk a lot about this Mm -hmm. actually is because when we look back and when we're in a situation, we're like, Oh my gosh, you know, starting to have a pity party. I'm really great at pity parties. Me too. Um, But that's about 24 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. But I have a book and it's called the book of proof. And so I write down sometimes, okay, if I got one client, that means I can get one more. Mm-hmm. And so I'm writing down all these little wins that I have along the way. And I, and I actually have it on my desk and sometimes I forget to write, but I'm glad you mentioned that because I need to go write some things in it. But also, you know, some of those things in the past, I've had to draw upon some of, um, I had some health challenges when I was uh, in my early twenties, mm. actually had to draw upon those and remember some of the challenges and how my mindset, I got through that. Mm-hmm. And it was, and that helped me get through this other tough situation, walking through divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, it was unexpected. It was uncertain, you know, that's uncertain future. But one of the examples I always remember is that I, I had troubles walking and, um, and some different things, but my kids, we'd always make everything an adventure. So I remember one time we got out of the car, walked them up. They were little, little tykes at the time, you know, like two and four, walked them up to the front of the library while I couldn't go any further. So I had to rest. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? We're going to just stop here. And there was these bronze bears. I said, let's just stop and have have some playtime. Mm-hmm. Cute. And and but I remember that because sometimes you can stop and pause and still have that positive, um, creative force going through you. And and it doesn't have to be something tragic. It can. Mm-hmm. You're looking at the bright side. It's like you know what? We're just going to stop and have a little adventure right here. 
Maybe yeah. it's time. Maybe some creative thought will come from it. And so, but, but that book of proof, remembering that you ha- look at the things that you have done. Yeah, I love that. You appreciate it. Yeah. And I also love the idea of being still sometimes. You know, sometimes the creativity will come to us when we're not always doing. Mm-hmm. That was a big lesson for me through COVID was yeah. to just stop doing for a little bit and be still. And I wasn't really still, still. I went out and like, so like 80% of what I had on calendar for the year went away in March of 2020, which was 80% of my revenues and all of my new client creation. It was going to be a big year, at least it looked like it was going to be, right? So, and I was like, wow, okay, I can either panic and melt, which I think I might, (laughs) or I can get really curious about this because if 80% of my business was so heavily reliant upon being able to meet in person, even though I'd had a primarily online business for all those years, I must have flipped something too drastically going into 2020 or something, right? It just wasn't aligned. So not knowing what to do and not wanting to panic, I just went out and walked around in the garden at my house and then ended up taking over more space. And then, of course, then my husband and stepson got the project of building me some raised beds so I could grow carrots. And so, but I did something creative. And through that process, you know, yay, we're growing food. And I was able to get really clear in my mind about what I was looking forward to and what I wasn't looking forward to about that 80% that went away. And I was like, you know, if it came back now, I'm not certain with the exception of a couple of like pet clients who I just really, really love and would love to do the work with. I don't feel like they're my, my target audience anymore. And so if I hadn't been able to be still, I'm not sure I would have known that. And I would have had to make a sharper pivot later. Yes. I love what you said, though, to become curious about it. Mm -hmm. So I am at a uh, a space where, you know, we've we've built something and I'm building something new. And so I'm having to ask some questions to myself, too. But I love this. And curious was my word for last year. You know, that's how you pick a word. Yeah. Curious. This year, it is wonder, the wonderment of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be to, to ask yourself, to be curious, because then you start asking questions. And this is one thing that I am learning along the way is to ask more questions, mm-hmm. because that was not part of my life previously. I was it would kind of felt that was looked down upon to ask questions or to question people. But now I'm trying to learn Nikki Roush from the Sales Maven. That is on one of her podcasts. She talks about it's the year of the question. Just start asking questions. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to ask questions. And sometimes we ask a stupid question. (laughs) Is there a stupid question? I mean, usually we're just peeling back a layer on something until we figure out what it is we really want to (laughs) know. Oh my gosh. And to, uh, yeah, but to ask questions. So that's one of my, my new steps is to be, and, but I'm going to add that to it in front of it is to be curious about it and then to ask those questions. I believe when we do get curious, we start to, you know, peel the layers back of the onion, so to speak. And, and until we, like I always say, we ask the awe, right? We continue with the awe, A-W-E, and what else questions and what else and keep asking until we don't have any more answers. And then maybe ask one more time and see what pops out of your mouth. Because a lot of times we have answers inside of us. We just haven't been asking the questions. 
Yeah. And we're always, you know, I don't know if we're always, but we've been conditioned to be moving at this breakneck pace. And I think it's put us out of touch with our bodies, out of touch with our minds and spirits and out of touch with other people and maybe a little bit out of touch with reality. Um, (laughs) Just kind of trying to move at a pace that's not real, right? If we all try to move at the pace of the internet, something is not going to go right for us (laughs) at some point. So yeah. Wow. Well, it sounds like you're, I mean, it sounds like you're really building something super special and it's clear that it's special. And as you're getting curious and you're paying attention, like a lot of other doors are going to be opening up or maybe they're already opening up. I feel like you're, I think you're headed for something pretty expansive in the next year. That's my prediction for you. Thank you. I, I like that prediction. Yes. <laughs> I feel really, I feel really good. Um, yeah. especially as I open up this business society, cause I'm, I'm learning as a new business person, learning my skills and my gifts as well. And I love the business society cause I just show up as me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to be all made up. I don't have to be camera ready. It's what's inside that the gifts that I, I feel like I'm sharing and able to give to, with these women. And uh, mm. so, yeah, so it's, it's exciting. And I just love celebrating women. I just love it. And I think that is my happy place is when I get to talk about other people. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Wow. Well, you know, kudos, brava to you, just <laughs> trusting your instincts and trusting yourself and going with it. You know, I think a lot of times we get hung up there. And that's, that's really huge. Well, this is, I would love to know how we can support you. Like where can people go to learn to, well, to ha- experience fave lifestyles and if they want to become involved, how can they do that? And we'll put yes. everything in the show notes. Yes, absolutely. So check out our favelifestyles.com and we have a space there. If you are interested in being one of our trusted resources or one of our circle of experts, there's a little button on top, hot pink. Uh, everything's hot pink on at Fave. Um, you can also always reach out to me at Karen at FaveLifestyles.com. Love to have a conversation. Um, whether you're interested in being one of our experts, our community members, or part of our accountability society, um, my DMs on Facebook are always open too. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Well, any parting thoughts or advice that you'd like to share with, with entrepreneurs or anybody? <laughs> Anybody who might be listening. <laughs> so one of the things that I always say um, to our circle of experts, and you may have heard this before from other people too, is that you are the wow factor. You're the wow factor in your business. People come to work with you because you are you. <laughs> mm. uh, it's your gifts, your talents, and to just to know that you are somebody very special and to show up. You People don't know about you unless you show up. Mm. And they just need to learn, you know, a lot of times just by showing up, they become familiar with you and then you, they, uh, you become trusted and, and a friend. So, yeah, and I do. I think I've heard that it takes five to eight touches yeah. to get a yes. Right. So for people who are offering services, particularly if it's something that's related directly to you or an experience of you, keep that in mind. It takes time, but it's it you know, statistically time. a certain number of interactions before. Yes. And if you're working with content marketing on social media, it takes a lot of time. We, we let our ladies know that content marketing takes 12 to 18 months. Easily. Yeah. I mean, most part marketing 
that will not be less than six months and you know before you expect traction right one of my one of my um, close friends and people I have on my bench that I refer my clients to is like I just that's one of the first things I say to people because people are like oh well marketing then all sales no <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the prongs <laughs> so yeah yeah. So yeah. realistic expectations also helps kind of, you know, sometimes things happen faster, but generally to understand how it works, I think is really useful. Yes. And so I will also um, uh, send to you our, um, that you can possibly put on the show notes is uh, five easy steps to amplify your expertise. Oh, thank you. That's wonderful. Free download. Would love to share it. And one of the points there is setting clear expectations. Mm. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, this has been such a great conversation. I feel like we might need to talk in six months to a year because something is about to explode for you, and I want to know all about it You're and be able to share it. Yeah. So much. This has been such a joy chatting with you. Oh, likewise. Thank you so much. And I look forward to kind of hearing what, what is next. We'll definitely stay in touch in the meantime. Um, yeah. To our listeners, make sure you check it out. Just if you don't remember all this stuff, just go to the show notes and click on all the links there. You'll be able to reach Karen however way you'd like to. So thank you again, Karen. I really appreciate it. You too. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset. If you liked what you heard, be sure to click the subscribe button so you'll never miss a show. Please leave us a review and tell your friends about us so more people can hear the valuable information we share in each episode. We look forward to hearing from you and celebrating your success.